fired up. The snap, the put down, the swing of a leg. It is on its way. It is good! Cincinnati wins the American Championship! Here comes Bosa. Here comes the quarterback, Burrow. Looking for a block, and he got it up on the front by Hopkins. Into the end zone! Touchdown! What a skip! There's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. And so that'll make it a 4-0 ball game. And welcome back. It's a little early. I mean, I don't, I'm not, how, how long do I have to sit here and wait? We got, <laughs> we got to get this fixed. I'll get it fixed this week. I'll get it fixed this week. Very good. Well, Ed, it is our first show in a very long time without our cohort in crime, or quite the opposite, actually. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Jeff Howell is not able to make it with us. He got called into work. Um, But I am Aaron Smith, joined, as always, by Ed Mayhall. Going to be weird without without our... third wheel here it already feels weird <laughs> um we haven't done a show just the two of us in a we don't have a deep voice guy quite a, quite a long time um it, wh- what a weekend this was though for who the cincinnati Bengals. how about that game um i mean going into it obviously you knew that the ravens were decimated with injury they were starting Josh Johnson, the third round, or I'm sorry, the third string quarterback, as both Lamar Jackson and Tyler Huntley were both out due to COVID and whatever else the Ravens have going on. Um, I mean, I, I expected us to win. I, I, if I'm being completely honest, I expected us to win. I didn't know it would be a repeat of what we did to them in Baltimore. And. I was just left thoroughly impressed with what Joe Burrow and this offense did against the Baltimore Ravens. I have to be admit, I became a Cincinnati fan about, I don't know, second, I don't know, 10 minutes into the game when we only, we didn't score on our first drive and they were marching down the field pretty well in their first drive. And I was like, oh, this is, this is how this is going to be, right? This is going to be the Jets game. All right. Okay. This is how this is going to run. Oh, you were um, that guy. That's I gross. was that guy. I'm not going to lie. Gross. I was that guy. Gross. I was even that guy in the third quarter when we were only up by like 14. And I was like, yeah, we could still probably lose this game. Oh, um, but, you know, I was happy with the, I was happy. I was happy. Joe Burrow was not going to let uh, Mr. Wink win on this one. And, uh, he came out he came out with a chip on his shoulder and it was great. So you bring that up and you know there was a lot going into this game, a lot of a lot of smoke going into this game. Ooh. And the Bengals were having none of it. So you you bring up the the DC uh wink who kind of said something along the lines of they weren't going to double team Jamar Chase the same way they did Devontae Adams because Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Fame quarterback. They're not ready to start measuring the jacket yet for Joe Burrow. 
Uh, and Devontae Adams is, again, also well-respected around the league, and Jamar Chase simply wasn't something that they felt they were going to worry about. Now, that said, people had screen caps of the defense during the game where they were doubling Jamar Chase. <laughs> so, okay, guy, congratulations. I don't I don't know what you're doing out here. Like, why even make the comment? Like, it just seemed silly. And you, at this point, I don't know that Joe Burrow is one that you can just be out here talking all willy nilly about and expect him either to a not catch wind of it and B not care. How weird is it though? Cause we're so used to having like a, like Carson Palmer and, and Andy Dalton, right. It, where they're like, Oh yeah, they can just go ahead and talk smack. And I'm just going to sit up here and say, Hey T we're going to go out there and win. You know, no offense to Andy Dalton. I mean, he's a, a good person I hear, but he, he won a lot of games. Here, he won right? a lot of games with, you know, with what we gave him. And but like to have a guy who's like, yeah, no, I put a chip on my shoulder, you know what I mean? And and even have a coach who, you know, I'm still not all in on him yet. I'll get there Zach eventually. Taylor. I think Zach Taylor, exactly. Who you know came in after the game. It was like, who cares if we ran the score up on him? You know what I mean? In the past, you'd hear, uh, you know, what's his name, Marvin Lewis. Marvin Lewis. <sighs> well, we played a good game. Right. It was just always the same vanilla everything and we, it was we did it was, some good things so we did some not so good things it was so funny to see the video of zach taylor in the locker room with the guys and being being in and around the guys giving out the game balls and he's like yeah we kicked their ass and he's talking like that and then in the presser he's just gee gosh golly and he's like <laughs> you know, he's like heck no like heck no like you can drop a hell no here like it's okay it's okay coach like, i don't know how much doing I don't know how much that fine is, but you know, we'll start a GoFundMe. We'll I don't take even care think there's a fine for saying hell no. <laughs> like, come on, man. He's not out here saying like we did the fucking thing out there. You know, I mean, he's he's just out here saying like hell no. Like, I'd be heck, okay with that. Though. No, like, come on, man. I'd be okay if he said we did the fucking thing out here. I mean, I would have been okay with it too because they did. And speaking of that, Joe Burrow goes 525 yards, a franchise record. Woo. That is the most yards ever by a Bengal. Bear in mind, a year prior to the game, he had just gotten surgery, and I, I believe he was taking his first steps. First steps. So that's absolutely wild, and I think it just goes to show who Joe Burrow is Yes, as a warrior. Yes. No, absolutely. It, he's out here to win. I mean, he's, you know, king of the king of the jingle as the NFL called him. I tried to pull that up on their page, but they have changed it. Um, but I loved how the NFL changed their header on Twitter yeah. to uh, Joe sitting there with the Christmas hat. And it says yep. Joey franchise King of the jingle. They did do that. Um, he finishes the day 37 to 46, four touchdowns, no picks 143.2 QB or quarterback rating. I mean, what else? What else could you have asked for? I don't think you could have asked much more. You had T. Higgins go off. Two 12 touchdowns? Ca- 12 catches, two touchdowns, 194 yards. You had Tyler Boyd very close to that 100-yard mark with three catches, 85, and a touchdown of his own. Jamar Chase, seven catches, 125 yards. I mean, this is what we expected when we saw Jamar Chase drafted by the Cincinnati Bengals in the first round this year at that five spot. 
selfishly, uh, selfishly, and for my fantasy football team, I would have loved him to have scored the two touchdowns than T. Higgins. <laughs> uh, you know, because Mr. Travis Kelsey was out, uh, you know, COVID protocols. Uh, but you know what? It's okay. I still, I still squeaked out with a thirty-point win or a 30, 30 points more. So. Well, and Joe Mixon carried the ball 18 times, 65 yards and a score. Also added six catches for 70 yards, including the last catch of the game that Jim Harbaugh was not very pleased about as they got. I mean, it was close to another touchdown, but he he is a guy who apparently did not appreciate the Bengals trying to Listen, run up, run up the score. I don't, I don't mean, I don't know. And Joe Burrow after the game said, this is the NFL. This isn't peewee league high school football where you run up the score on people. This is where every play matters. And you have to keep in mind, you also have guys playing for bonuses, bonuses for, you know, different incentives for, guys... for contracts the next year. Correct. So I'm not upset about any of it. And it's the NFL, like stop them. You know, I I was driving to uh, uh, Cincinnati Bell on on Monday afternoon, listening to uh, Mo and Tony, and uh, I think Mo was just fired up about it. And I I agree with all his sentiments there. Like this is the NFL. Uh, this is it's supposed to be a man's league. Uh, if you're gonna get butt hurt over, you know, somebody scoring an extra touchdown on you with, by the way, uh, you've done to us multiple times Correct. throughout the years. Um, last year actually, uh, you know when we had josh allen as our quarterback and you were still throwing we were you were up by like 20 or something like that it, it is what it is brandon allen josh allen is in buffalo oh yeah well same guy um but eh, they played the same in any case yes i i agree um you also have to consider that jim harbaugh ran one extra time against the against somebody last year where it was breaking a Pittsburgh Steelers record or something of, yeah, of that. Something like that. So I don't know. I mean, it's it's like it's if like the guy feelings hurt then then get out of the league. Well, it's it's like he's one of those guys who can give it. He just can't take it. Yeah, he would, uh, can't take the heat. Get out of the kitchen. I don't know. I, I just I'm not here for any of that. You like can't I say, run with the big dogs. Stay on the front porch. Well, and who's ever called Bill Belichick out for doing the exact same thing? No one. No one ever. So I don't know. I'm here for just a take no prisoners attitude. Just leave everything decimated no. and burned all the way down. We've always been. And this is something else Mo said. We've always been the team who's had that done to us. Correct. We're going to do it right back to you. Okay. Finally. It, we finally, finally have the pieces in place to be able to do that. We're going to be the ones on the highlight reel this year. Not the ones, on, you know, not the guys getting scored on this year. So speaking of you know, finally having the pieces in place to do these types of things. Uh, this is the first team in NFL history to have a quarterback with 4,000 yards, two receivers with 1,000 yards, a running back with 1,000 yards, all under the age of 25. Crazy. Hey, that just means we got, we, we got a lot to look forward to in the next coming years. Well, and everybody's and under con everybody's under contract next year. I think the only one who may not be of the offense starters, um, not including the line, is I don't know off the top of my head if CJ Uzama is under contract next year or not. But 
all your three receivers and your running back and your quarterback are all under contract, all under 25, and all performing very, very well. And you love to see it. I'm here for it. I hope this is, you know, I'm not going to say we're going to win the Super Bowl this year. Sure. No. We might win, might get past the first round. I'm Correct. okay with that. Oh, well, um, I don't I don't think Joe Burrow is here for any of the previous nonsense that happened here. He doesn't care. And he has a fire under him unlike anything we've ever seen before. It's just great to see that here, finally. I mean, we had a little taste of it back in, was it, 05 or whatever, with Chad and Chris and, and TJ and uh, and Carson. Uh, Carson, when he got his knee taken out on him. Yeah. I think that was a, I mean, that could have been our year, by the way. Um, well, but, and even the year that Andy Dalton was pacing to be the MVP and broke his thumb against thumb. the Steelers. Yep. You know, I, and God, the way that that season ended, um, that could have been an, a great year as well. You know, we got killed by injuries, but this year we're at, knock on wood, um, pretty healthy right now. You're finishing the season with Kansas city coming into town and then one last ride against the Cleveland Browns before playoffs start. And right now, Cincinnati's in the driver's seat. And when, I mean, it's been years since we've been in the driver's two seat weeks, two weeks before the end of the season and in the driver's seat. How do you feel about this uh, Kansas city game? Like, I, I just think Kansas city's filing firing on all cylinders right now. They they're Kansas city. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know we haven't heard yet. If Travis is coming out of COVID protocols or not, I don't know. could be, I think they're changing the rule to five days now. So he could be out now, but the CDC is. I, I don't know what the NFL adjusted their protocols accordingly as well. Uh, I thought not. I read something that they were going to talk about it this week. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, a lot of, you know, hurry up and wait. Yep, exactly. Um, that said, uh, I don't know. I mean, since the Chiefs made the trade for Melvin Ingram and got the linebacker um, that they did midseason, it's proven to be a huge dynamic move for their defense. Their defense is playing much better than it did earlier in the season. Um, Patrick Mahomes, after the game, when they were talking to him, he said, I, I don't know. They, they, I heard Joe Burrow he threw a thousand yards, so we got to be ready. Was, so, that, was that Patrick Mahomes or Roy Kent? Uh, you can take your, I don't know who Roy Kent is, but uh, oh, we'll have to talk about that later. Is that, a, is that a country reference or is that a no, sir? Is that a wrestling reference? Ted Lasso. All right. Yep. Haven't haven't had a chance yet to, to watch any of the Ted Lasso. In any case, I did um, see, uh, I did. I thought I saw this. Uh, Tom uh, Palisaro uh, tweeted four hours ago. The NFL and the NFLPA have agreed to modify COVID protocols in accordance with the CDC guidelines, which makes sense. Cutting the standard isolation period after a positive test for asymptomatic individuals from 10 days to five days, regardless of vaccination status. And that's the way it should be, man. Yeah, for sure. So uh, we'll see. I don't know. I mean, they have clinched their spot in the playoffs. They're still playing for that number one seed. And if Cincinnati wins out, they very well could be in that slot for the number one seed. Or I believe they, they still potentially could get that one seed. I don't think I'm talking crazy here. Um, I don't know. I mean, we all we have. You said Kansas City and Cleveland, right? That's all we have left. So yeah, I, mean, I don't think you're talking crazy there. Well, I, I'm trying to see if the schedule lines up to where that could still potentially happen. Um, looking, at I don't right want to see Cleveland go off on us like they did last time. So Kansas City is at 11 and four. Um, they 
yeah, uh, if Cincinnati won the next two games, Cincinnati, I believe, would have the tiebreaker over the Chiefs, at which point uh, between Kansas City and Tennessee, um, yeah, Cincinnati still got a shot at that number one seed as they stand at nine and six for a team that most people had winning three or four games. That's true. I don't know. I'm still feeling really good about the fact that they drafted Jamar chase over a lineman because, you know, all things considered because the Ravens again, were decimated by injuries this past week, but this isn't the first time that this offense has performed on this type of a level. Although I think they took a step forward even against the Ravens this week. Um, but the, the offensive line has been sufficient. Yeah. It hasn't been outstanding. It hasn't been great. It's been good at times. It's been above average other times, and it's been sufficient most of the season. That said, I think we all know and would all agree that yes, there are some needs on that offensive line, particularly at center and guard. That said, I'm still okay with the pick that they made to bring Jamar Chase into this fold because as I was saying in the offseason, most of the sacks that Joe Burrow did take last year were coverage sacks and not just him sitting in the pocket and getting slammed because somebody decimated somebody on the line. It was because there was no one open. Yeah. So I think that makes a world of difference. And Joey's like on a tear right now, 37 for 46. I mean, he only got sacked three times this weekend. So hopefully his body's not going to be bad for Kansas. No City. interceptions. You know, the other funny thing I saw, I was, I was returning a gift to a rally house today and they had Burrow and Chase jerseys up behind the counter. Yeah. I was very close to buying a Burrow jersey. I got a Burrow jersey for Christmas, uh, but I got what a color. Uh, black, but I got to send it back to Nike because there was a, like, whatever happened in the production of the jersey, the white stitched letter or number on the front is just like covered in like black tar. Oh, that ain't good. Stuff. No, so I gotta good. gotta get that back to them. How that pass QC? I have no clue. But people were buying those jerseys up. I was, I was sitting there. I stood yep. there for a good 15, 20 minutes returning this item, and people were just. Uh, let me get a let me get a large. Let me get a medium. Can't and return like, it right now because it's sold out at Nike. Oh, that's fair. They had so, a bunch. They had a bunch at Rally House, but gonna end up with a like, gonna end up with a credit, st- sending it back for a credit until the damn thing comes back in stock. But I don't people know. weren't. I mean, people were not batting an eye at one hundred and twenty dollars. And I, I mean, I, I thought about it. I well, and I believe it. the difference this with the Nike jerseys as opposed to the old Reebok jerseys is the hundred and twenty or for the the printed. But the hundred, oh, these are stitched. It's, it's 150, I think, for the stitched. Ooh. So it's not a huge difference as it used to be $100 for the printed, $200 for like 220 or something for the, the stitched. So I'm going to be that guy who finds one off, the, off of China. Oh my God. Get out of here. I hope one day they come knocking on your door. You know what else they had there? I thought was pretty interesting. They still had Osho Cinco jerseys. I don't. And Lance Stevenson jerseys. Throwbacks, I guess. Yeah, I don't know about so. the. Lance, like you see, or Lance? Yeah, they were red. Yeah, hmm. red and black. All right, That's interesting to me. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it's it's just it feels good finally. Oh, it to does. Have this team playing to levels that I don't. I mean, I think when you when we even did our prediction at the beginning of the season, I think I put them at seven or eight wins, and 
obviously they've already surpassed that. Um, I wasn't ready to put him over the 500 hump. I don't believe it. I don't, I, I don't check the tapes, but if anybody else remembers, um, the yeah. highest, the highest I would have gone is nine. I wouldn't have gone higher than nine wins in this new 17 game format. So again, just, just happy to see it and happy that this is where we're at because God, it's been a long time. Oh man. Um, that all said, I did want to talk about Cleveland coming up in two games because I had friends texting me about Baker Mayfield this weekend. It doesn't look good. And well, he, Brown- I guess they did come back a little bit in the end of that game, didn't they? They're Browns fans texting me about Baker Mayfield and how they hate him and they're over him. Already? Already. And this is a guy about those commercials then. This is a guy that they were ready to give like a nine figure contract to. Yep. So do you think that the climate in Cleveland has changed? I'm not talking the fact that we are enjoying 60 degree winter weather, but just the fact that Baker Mayfield has he worn out his welcome? Do you think they bring him back? and give it another go with him because I don't know how you put any more pieces around him than he's had during his tenure in Cleveland. I don't know that you can put any more pieces around him. I mean, you had OBJ, you had, I mean, you had some players and he couldn't get it done. Nick Chubb. Yeah. There's been some injury. Oh, Nick Chubb looks so good though. Uh, But there's been some injuries this year for him. And I I understand he's fought through them. credit to him for fighting through those i guess he's wearing like some sort of sling on his arm or something like that right but he also apparently tried to try to say there was something wrong with the football uh this weekend and that's why he was uh he was throwing interceptions i bring all this up only just to say how good does it feel oh to get things finally back to where they should be where cincinnati has a very good quarterback maybe better than they've ever had and cleveland is still wondering Who's going to be the next quarterback? <laughs> I mean, I do have to give Cleveland credit because they did beat the Steelers in the first round of the playoffs last year. Um, good for them. But, I mean, that's the best they've done in the last lots of years. In the last lots of years is absolutely correct. So, so I mean, you're right. It, it does feel great to be kind of on top there. You know, our chili's better. <laughs> I don't uh, care what Sir Yacht says. He drove all the way down and he doesn't want to admit that he enjoyed that canned chili. Why at three o'clock in the morning though? You knew there was gonna be a skyline open. He's special. Uh yeah. the Bengals currently though stand at nine and six with two games left, as previously stated. Uh again, they have the Chiefs and the Browns, the two remaining games on the schedule. Baltimore stands at eight and seven. Cincinnati obviously has a tiebreaker as they swept them. Uh, the Steelers stand at seven, seven, and one. I I don't think that there's a, a way that the Steelers come back and win this division. But even if they tied the Bengals, um, I, I if they if they win two, yeah, I don't I don't think they can. I think they're all the way out. How about that Ben Roethlisberger? He looks so good out there, doesn't he? 
I hope you're kidding. Um, I think he looks great. I think he needs a. I think they re- need to resign him for another. Uh, I don't know, six years. Um, actually, if we drop the uh, next two, if Baltimore for some reason dropped their next two, um, the Steelers would be at nine seven and one with one less loss because of the tie. Um, so they would actually surpass us in the standings. So they they still have a shot. Um, and Cleveland even uh, would have the tiebreaker over us. So the the division is still wide open apparently. Um. Cleveland standing at seven and eight before we face them. Um, not sure who they have next week. Truthfully, I don't care. Um, <laughs> just worried about what happens against them because I am, and I know Joe Burrow can't be feeling good about the way that the Bengals showed against Cleveland oh, no. the last time they played. That's so. another one of the chip on the shoulder thing. So you're right. There. I think you're right. Yep. I think you're right. So we will see. Uh, it's exciting time for football here in Cincinnati as the Bengals are firing on every cylinder and then you have the cincinnati bearcats football team landed in dallas just two days ago i believe uh they've already had some practices how excited are you about the cotton bowl oh man it's uh it's 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 exciting i like i said i had to drive out to cincinnati bell and i was changing my service over from Hooli to cincinnati bell and i told the dude i was like look if there are any hiccups where I cannot watch this game on Friday, like this is on you and I will find you. <laughs> like I, I have I'm a special here. set of skills. I have a special set of skills and I will find you. Uh, but no, it's, it, it's so exciting. Just watching Twitter this week. Like I got excited about buses being wrapped in Texas with our wrap on it. Like I got excited about that. just seeing guys get off the plane. Like I'm like, this is crazy. And then Justin's down there, uh, Williams, and he's like sharing all these pictures. And uh, the guys from was it Fox 19 shared uh, the media room today. Joe Daneman. That thing looks awesome. Speaking of, can't wait to get in there because I do have credentials to the game. If I'm... you do not, if you do not FaceTime me, I got this iPhone for a reason. If you do not FaceTime me <laughs> while you're playing Space Invaders in there and drinking a cold, what do they drink out there? A Lone Star beer? And a knows? cold Lone Star beer? Who cares? Free always tastes better. That's, that's very true. Then I will be very upset. Matter of fact, I, I had a uh, I had an itch this week. Uh, Michelle's, um, what is that? something blue um the sam adams cold snap that sounds pretty good actually uh michelle's aunt lives in dallas actually i think right outside of dallas one of those two and uh she texted her this weekend i said are you guys coming down for the game and i said (laughs) funny no she goes well if you guys decide to come down you have a place to stay and i'm like wait a minute huh and then i started seeing some of the, the prices people are selling for on twitter and I'm like, wait a minute, this is a thought. And then I remembered I didn't want to drive that far. Yeah, it's only 14 hours, which yeah. is not crazy. Um, I'm leaving tomorrow night around midnight, <clears throat> driving down with my mom and her boyfriend. So should uh should be getting in right in the early afternoon or so. You ever been to Texas? I have been into Texas on the ground in texas one time ever and that was in the airport you flew into fort worth on my way to mexico and then on my way back home from mexico michelle and i did a trip from galveston to san antonio to dallas it was like our first anniversary or something like that 
And uh, Texas is pretty cool. Hey, get the barbecue though. Yeah, I don't. Care and don't about be like, and don't be like me and get like chicken and think it's barbecue. Get like brisket. Um, if I can just have all of my meals taken care of by the Cotton Bowl, I think I'm going to do that. All right, well, that's fair too. Hopefully, they'll serve you some brisket. Uh, some good I've brisket. Looked, I've looked on my app to see what the hospitality hours are, and as long as it's, I'll probably have to eat some places because we're not leaving until the second. We're not coming back until the second. But um, just looking at some of the hours that they have open for the hospitality, for the media, the credentialed media, I should be good to go. Right, I'm hoping to that. rub some elbows with maybe some people who are way more important than me in the media world and see about. Yeah, Chad landing, and Justin will be there. Yes. Landing some podcast guests for anything across this entire umbrella fun. of uh, BCJ as uh, as it makes sense. Um, obviously, we do more of the laughing and and asking people about God knows what, as opposed to like you know kind of the stuffy X's and O's as traditional podcasts like the BCJ, or even at times my good buddy Brent Young, as I think sometimes he he may scoff at some of the questions that I asked. I thought Brent's jokes last week were great. And I loved them. I, uh, listen, some, I, some, I listened to this week's, but I didn't get to watch it live like I did last week. Some of Brent's jokes off the air might be better than his jokes on the air. but Well, I'm just saying open invitation to Brent whenever he wants to come on the show. I'll let him know yeah. that the self-proclaimed best producer in America, or at least the city, rather. Yeah, let's just um, say the city. Yeah, I'm coming for that belt, though, man. Huh. Some of us are running more than one pod. I well, I got a new, I got a new job. I got to focus on for a little bit. Yeah, so you well, might you might go to pull ahead of me there. Gonna have to take that belt and shine it up for you until you're ready to come back for it. Speaking of belt, I got a, I got cobwebs coming off that flag football belt in the rafter. Um, so yeah, the Cotton Bowl should be fun. Um, do you take any? What were your thoughts this week when a you saw? We'll start here. We'll start with the one that I think you're probably more excited to talk about and the one that I'm sure you know about as opposed to the one that I'm not so sure you know about. Jerome Ford, who doesn't talk a whole lot, especially with the media. And he wanted to make sure that the media knew that he is basically doesn't want to be referred to any longer as the Alabama transfer but he wants to be referred to simply as a Cincinnati Bearcat because he's a Cincinnati Bearcat. He's played way more snaps, way more time on the field as a Cincinnati Bearcat. He's done I mean, basically his entire career, collegiate career anyway. All the stats are going to be Bearcat stats, not yeah. stats. No, I mad respect to him for saying that too, right? Because, I mean, he's been – it's been the narrative since he got here, right? This Every is the game. One that, this Every is the televised one, game. Yeah. This is the one that Fickle got from Alabama. This is, you know, this, that, this, that. Um, well, they lived up we, to his name. Like he was almost like on the broadcast, they, they'd say Alabama transfer. Like it was part of his name. Almost every single Alabama time. Alabama yeah. transfer Jerome Ford. He legally got it changed that way. <laughs> like, you know how Chad Johnson went to Chad Ochocinco? He literally went to Alabama transfer Jerome Ford. Not by um, any choice of his own, clearly. No, no somebody signed for him. Um, somebody notarized <laughs> that shit. Um, but. No, I mean, respect. I mean, he, he's out here like, yeah, okay, so that was my old team. That's not my team now. I'm a Bearcat. I'm, I'm, I'm here. This is, I don't care about that other team anymore. 
Like I'm a bear cat. I loved it. I had no problem with it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. You just, you see a guy like that who, again, soft-spoken Jerome Ford, and all of a sudden he has a voice and he's making sure that it is heard. And (laughs) (laughs) not going to go to that view. I was just just happy to see that Jerome Ford was, was out there making it known, like, stop it. I I don't want it anymore. Ed. Yeah. Did you really ask for permission to let me in? Well, I didn't know if you were texting him like, Hey, give me a minute before you let me, I didn't know what's going on. I just, Oh, I I had to go talk to Kelsey real quick for a second. That's why I was away from my chair. I had actually been here for like four minutes and you guys just didn't see me. No, I saw you. Oh, okay. But he didn't say anything. Usually, <laughs> so, I, don't, I don't have the same allowances here that I do with you, Chad. Where well, I now I know speak. how to change it. Now I know how to change it. I did tell him about the members thing and all of that. But anyway, um, so I know we've talked about it several times on the different forums that we have, Chad. Anything else to add on, on the Jerome Ford thing? Well, I, look, I think it like... If you're a member of Bearcat Journal, you've seen me do multiple inters- interviews with Jerome where he's been really good. But, you know, I, I think in that setting, when it, like a press conference setting is when he's kind of closed up, when he's like kind of tightened it up and, and given short answers. Um, I think that was pretty clearly something that's bothered him all year and, and probably into last year because – his name is never said without Alabama transfer tied and to it. Ed, Ed was saying, I don't know if you heard this while you were in the lobby or not, but Ed said it was almost as if he Chad Ochocinco did and had it legally transferred to Alabama right. transfer Jerome Ford. Instead of Mr. Jerome Ford, it, like it was legally, his surname was Alabama transfer Jerome Ford, which, yeah, that gets annoying. Like, what? I get it calling him that once or like, you know, it, it's sticking for a little bit. But that's the only descriptor that was ever used for a kid that was one of the best running backs in NCAA football this year. And, like, it it was used – here's – let's be honest. It was used to invalidate Cincinnati. Correct. It was used to – oh, yeah, Cincinnati, Cincinnati, in part because of this transfer from the promised land. Like, fuck off. So (laughs) – and. Jerome kind of had that, like that energy, that vibe to him that like, look, man, I'm more than that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm a Cincinnati Bearcat. Like, yes. Yeah, and Tiger's really upset about it too. He is. Really? I can tell. Yeah. Like call the man, his name, Jerome Ford, Cincinnati Bearcat. So the second thing I wanted to ask you about Ed is the fact that, again, I don't know if you know about this or not, but Alabama and especially the, uh, the I, I messed this up last night too. Is it Will um Anderson? Is it Will, 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 Will No, it's not Will Anderson. Who's the, oh, the their star that's Will Anderson? Yeah, the line yeah, okay. Yeah. Will Anderson um is saying that they're the underdog in this game, even though they're 13 and a half point favorites, even though they're the number one seed in all of the college football playoff, even though they took out Georgia, who was everyone's head and shoulders above the rest team to beat this year and yet they're the underdog full of four and five stars and players who apparently have 
never been given a chance like Bryce Young, who has been disrespected his entire career, even though he was the number two prospect in the country when he was being recruited and was the number one quarterback in all the land. This is like when Xavier fans uh, are are always saying, uh, well, your final fours were 10, 15 years ago. It's like, look at me. Look at me. Well, don't quit talking about this other team. Look at me. You should put all the attention on me. I go to Alabama. I go to Alabama. Put the attention on me. They're just upset. They're upset they're not getting the attention. They're upset that, you know, people are actually talking about the Cincinnati Bearcats. They're actually talking about how the Cincinnati Bearcats could possibly, you know, take them. And they're just – it's whatever whatever you got to say to try to pump yourself up, I guess. I mean, if that's what you have to do, then you, I don't feel like you feel pretty confident in your own team. Don't you know pump it up? I do know pump it up. You've got, got to, to pump, pump it up. It <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, obviously it's, it's Nick Saban playing theatrics yeah. and kind of touting this to his team and telling them that they're the underdogs. I don't know if anybody in the locker room actually believes that. I don't know how they could, knowing that they they come on now. They all know that they were four and five stars. They are they know that they're a team of four and five stars, and they know that this team is a team of three stars, two yeah. stars, a handful of four stars, if that. They're just uh, it's whatever you got to do to try to get yourself up, right? I mean, this isn't. Uh, sponsored by Roman or anything, but well, Dave talked about it tonight on the BCJ pod that they've been known to actually post false quotes in their locker room. So who knows what Alabama does down there, man? It's like a different country. One might call it hashtag fake news. Not going there. I don't know. In any case, I'm super excited to be down there. Uh, I know Chad is excited to get down there. Uh, Chad did announce, I don't know if you're watching at this point in time uh, when we were recording tonight, Ed, but Chad has AD John Cunningham coming on with him on the radio as he fills Ooh. in for Mo Egger tomorrow uh, at 4.30 on Hey, 15. Chad, can you, tell him, can you tell him that I apologize for anything I tweeted about him last winter? That's kind of on you, Ed. Okay, cool. I'll call. I don't. I'll, I don't know I'll that call. you can put. I don't know that you can put that on me. That's a big ass. <laughs> I'll, call, I'll call him. I'll call him. <laughs> don't put your info on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, he ha- he has John Cunningham coming on with him tomorrow on the radio. Um, it's an exciting time to be just a Cincinnati football fan yeah. again. Whether it be the Bengals, as we talked about in the first segment, the Bearcats, as they are where no other group of five team has ever been. They don't want that pressure either. But that evil on me. here we are. You know, I mean, they, they broke the glass ceiling that nobody said or that everybody said they couldn't do. Obviously, a lot of things had to fall into place in order for that to happen. But here we are, and it's super exciting. Can't wait to see this team out there. Ed, who do you think is going to be the most important player to just kind of be at their – peak performance both on offense and on defense um on offense obviously I, th- and I could be wrong on this but i'm thinking probably does i think it ends it starts and ends with does sure. i don't think it has to I, be does yeah i don't think he can make <laughs> does has to have I, the does has yeah. to have the best game of his life i was gonna say i i dare to say he has to be perfect but i mean it gets him he does have to be perfect 
Um, and our defense, man, I just keep thinking about this. Like, I don't want Sauce Gardner to get us a touchdown scored on him in his last game of the season. Like, I don't want it. Last game of his career. Yeah, exactly. Last game of his career. I don't want to see it. Like, I want to see him come go out as no one's ever scored a touchdown on me. And even, I know that's I know that's Bama, like, even against Georgia. Well, yeah. he didn't he didn't play against Georgia, but I I know that that's that's uh, that's on the line. That's on the line this weekend, and it could it could that could fall down to maybe one one touchdown scored on him in his career, which is still impressive. But <laughs> um, I, I'd like to see it as none. I'd like to see that in the Bearcats Hall of Fame. I want to see that like in the like in the Ring of Honor if we ever get one. I mean, I'm sure we'll, we'll get one ever, before the Bengals. If they but... ever update the uh, the guys yeah. that are that are currently recognized as That's important fair. people for the Bearcats program. But, but I don't know if that means that sauce has to be the best on the defense. Um, man, I just don't know. I, I think defense just needs to play well together. They have to play as one unit and also probably have to be perfect. I, I mean, I don't think anybody's going to play perfect in this game. Truthfully, no. I don't. I don't think Cincinnati's offense is going to be perfect. I don't think Cincinnati's defense is going to be perfect. I don't think Alabama's offense is going to be allowed to be perfect. I don't think Alabama's defense is going to be allowed to be perfect. I just want to see a hard-fought game by both teams. I want to see Cincinnati in it, not just blunt like the doors. I just blown want to off. see both teams play really well. No, I mean, I just I don't want to see the <laughs> I don't want to see the, the doors blown off. Like I'm with you. Like I mean, I'm trying not to let the homer in me. Like takeover to where i'm like oh no cincinnati's gonna win this 35 27 we got this no big deal we win handily by eight like i hope both teams go out there and have fun and at the end they're still best best friends that's fine you're out here talking about ted lasso so i whatever ted lasso is a hilarious show in any case um yeah i mean i'm with you as far as offense goes on defense i think it's got to be I'm going. I'm going off the cuff a little bit. I think it's got to be my Jay, okay, or somebody else on that defensive line to have the game of their life and actually pressure Bryce Young into making some errant passes. He is a, a freshman. He is the Heisman winner. So respect where respect is due. But I think it was an off year for offensive players as there was no true Heisman. Uh, what eight weeks, ten weeks into the season. So I don't know. It should be very interesting to see the way this game goes. Um, Alabama travels well, but Cincinnati has shown that they have the propensity to travel well also. And I would love to see that same energy that we saw in South Bend repeated in Dallas, Fort Worth, wherever this stadium is located in this Tri-City area. Does it worry you the number of Bearcat fans that are trying to sell their tickets? I what worries me is the amount of Bearcat fans that Bearcat fans in finger quotes uh, that are selling tickets that are not legit. Well, that yes, that. But I just why do you sell? I don't know. COVID, COVID's a thing. That's true. All the way real. That's true. COVID's something that has been something. Everybody just spent the holidays with their family. Like yeah. That worried me too, and I know I got some shit on it on uh, on the internet about the uh, Desmond Ritter autograph signing uh, that he did what two weekends ago or whatever. And I was like, why, why? Please don't do that. Don't be around. They people. weren't gonna let anybody get him get like it wasn't gonna be a thing. Like they, they weren't be putting Des in harm's way. 
you have to be I, within I, six I feet for 15 minutes or something of that nature yeah, that's and, true too. so i mean it was quick they were going to be a, a decent distance away they're not they weren't going to be in dez's face like huffing and puffing and blowing his hey, house dez. down right hey dez how you doing that's me <laughs> oh, I'm, so, I'm up here speaking of sauce I'm trying to so, buy a sauce t-shirt, but they don't have any of my size. They don't have it. How do they not have any mediums? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Chad. Medium. I appreciate that. Um, I have a new take. Uh-oh. I have done now about four and a half hours of, of content. Uh, in the past two days, cotton bowl content, basically 24 hours, cotton bowl content, audio content, video content. Um, I just talked to, to my buddy who he lives in Dallas. Um, he's one of the guys that I started kind of my career with. We did a public access TV show in Northern Kentucky for like four years. And we're arranging meeting up Thursday night for dinner. And after we had talked about that, we started, he asked me about the game and what my thoughts on the game were. And we started talking and he, he made, and this is why I love this guy and why I, I, he's now an IT guy for a, uh, a really large real estate firm in, in Dallas. Um, but he said, you know what this Cincinnati team kind of reminds me of? The mighty ducks. Quack. Quack. The, the Butler Giants? team, the Butler team that made two national championship games. That was wild, especially yeah. like but being a right state student when Butler was making that run and Butler being our but, rival. But here was kind of the the correlation. Yes, that Butler team was a you know a, a, a mid-major, as yeah. it's called. You know, it's it's called G5. But when you look back. That Butler team had legit NBA talent. Like that wasn't a fluke. Shelvin Mack and Gordon Hayward. Like mm-hmm. they had another guy that that played in the NBA for a couple of years as well. That like of the five guys that were on the court for Butler, three of them were like legit NBA guys, and two right. of them, Mack and Hayward, had had really nice, really long lasting NBA careers. Hayward's still playing. Kind of. Kind of similar to like, you know, Corey Blunt and Nick Van Exel. Mm-hmm. And this Cincinnati team is kind of that. Like they have this label that they don't belong. But when you really start looking and digging, they do. There's there's at least, at least minimum eight guys on this team that are going to be drafted. I think potentially up to 10. Well, I, I think you're still selling it short if you because we don't know what the future holds for what else is on this roster. Okay, but I'm I'm but talking in the now. Th- this next draft, correct. Yeah, I'm talking in the now. Correct. We know there's eight guys that are heavily, there's six of them that have already been invited to the Senior Bowl, probably two more that are going to go as well. Up to 10 guys on this roster that are, that are going to get drafted or be one of the first players off the board when teams start dealing with free agency when you get back in that eight, nine, 10 range. Um, those teams didn't lose in the final four. Remember those teams played for a national championship. Two of them, two of those Butler teams played for a national championship. Mm-hmm. They were not fraudulent. 
They were not the cute Cinderella sleeper that you, you know, George Washington and VCU and, and those teams that made runs, but they didn't have NBA, like legit staying power NBA talent. You get what I'm saying? It's just weird to hear you say George Washington in a normal <laughs> voice. George, it was a George Mason, or I think it was George Mason. I think it was George Mason. Whatever, you get my point. It, George Washington. <laughs> good day, sir. Good day. I just hope I that, say to you, good day. I just hope that either one of these two <laughs> things happens, so that you get to continue with that accent. That Brian Kelly ends up in New England at some point right. in time <laughs> while we're still covering sports. Somebody somebody was like, uh, if Brian <laughs> Kelly goes to New England, he's going to have a Southie accent like uh, like Ben Affleck. And I was like, Conti- like it's a bit, man. It's a, I don't know what to tell you. It's a bit. My, my Boston, I drive my car to the yard. Like <laughs> my Boston accent isn't as strong as my old English accent. Well, so we went old English. He's hopping off the plane. Well, off, as we pointed out, he's hopping off either the Nina, the Pinto, or the Santa Maria right? with, <laughs> a powder, with a powdered wig on. Right. Just announcing, Brian Kelly is here. Yeah, yeah, All yeah, of a sudden, yeah. he's Brian Kelly the fool. <laughs> Much like, like my the daddy taught me, and like my daddy taught him, his daddy's daddy taught him. So um, I either want that to happen, or I want George Washington the third to play UC, so we're able to at least revisit that. Or night. they just recruit somebody that's a third. Um, I don't know. It's got to be like <laughs> a presidential name. Yeah. Um. But Abraham I, Lincoln the fifth. I don't know. Where's Jeff, by the way? He had to get into work. Uh, he got work. Uh, called what, was was Bengal Jim here, or did you guys have another guest, or have you guys just been rolling? We weren't doing Bengal Jim. Bengal Jim had something else going on. Um, uh, but we were like being trying, famous. It was uh, he's got his own podcast on Tuesday nights. Actually, uh, he wasn't the one we were trying to work with. We were trying to work with the Bengalorian. Uh, who we're still that's still a thing. It's a thing. He he, he did text me back and said that soon okay gotcha i'm sorry you guys were i was i was on the phone with my buddy we like did well we didn't expect thinking. to do well with just the two of us but that's what I happens when ed watches games we, we thank you, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so yeah i think that's it like i i credit my buddy jim uh who is now lives in dallas he's originally he's a he's a huge iu guy um he actually has taken me to a couple iu games before uh, on, on his dime uh, basketball games and helped launch my career was a, this is so Jim, I won't name where, when, or why, but Jim was uh, at the, at that point, like early two thousands trying to get into radio and he had a job in radio and uh, he didn't like, like how the place was operating and he kept getting shitty shifts and was trying to move up the ladder and it wasn't really happening. So um, one day he uh, he called his boss into his boss's office. He said, he said, I need to see you in your office. And they went and sat down and he said, look, this isn't working out for me. I'm going to have to let you go. And he fired his job. <laughs> Think about that. He fired his job. As this isn't working out for me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to let you guys go. And he got up and just walked out and left radio for good at that point in time. <laughs> I've thought about doing that a couple times. <laughs> he's he's he, like he's 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 awesome. I wish I could like get him into doing some of this stuff with us now, 
just to like bring him back into the scene. But you know, his schedule is pretty crazy. And oh, no uh, way. Somebody just what? tweeted that TQL has everything lit up in red with go bear cats on yeah, the building. That's been a couple days. Um, oh, sorry. That's on me. Hooden Hooden uh, had talked about that. Oh, Greg talked about that. All right. My bad. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I can't wait to get to Dallas. I'm ready to go. So, well, you were making the point that this team was related to Butler and that, was there anything more that you? I mean, they just have it essentially, is what you're saying. Like, like, well, they have they 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 are prepared to compete with the big boys, yeah. even though they're not supposed to be. Yeah. Like that, that that was the point I made. Like everybody thought that Butler team was, you know, there's no way that they can compete. Mm-hmm. But when you played out the story, all of a sudden there was a bunch of guys on that team that played in the, a couple of guys on that team that played in the NBA for a long time. Because they were Horizon League, and the Horizon League, as we all right. know. But they were a Horizon League team that ended up with multiple NBA players. Well, Correct. this is an American Athletic Conference team that is ending up with two handfuls of NFL talent at the top of its roster. They got a shot. I yeah, Look, they do. I predicted, I predicted a Cincinnati win. I don't know if I believe it. Um, but I just went ahead and did it anyway. You wouldn't put I your said, life on it? I would not put my life on it. Alabama will, wherever Alabama will is. I would not put my life on it. But uh, I predicted it. I, I Do I do I 100% believe it's going to happen now? Probably not. But do I care if I'm wrong? No. I just want to be like the uh, pro football the, or the football scoop guys that say, you know, after something happens. We talked about that two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, I predicted Cincinnati was going to win. I knew. I knew. <laughs> <laughs> the well, only national I mean, person that I know of that predicted Cincinnati was going to win, or at least get to the the national uh, the playoffs, is I think uh, what's his face down there in Indy. I can't think of his name right now. McAfee. Yep. If we win this game, I'm going to party my ass off like I'm in my 20s, and I'm going to be hang- hung over hey, do the next day until the afternoon. But if we lose this game, I'm going to be sour for about an hour and i'm going to bask in the fact that they did something that's never been done and oh they yeah did it. they did it while i had access like i've never had and i got to be a part of it and i just hope that everybody is able to kind of find their own way to do the same i am going to now i, I tweeted earlier this year that i have never shotgun a beer um so if when when the Bearcats win, I will shotgun a beer. If the Bearcats lose, I will probably take a couple shots of Jaeger. Do like Aaron said, be sour about it for a little bit. But they remembered how much of a great ride this was. How fun this season was. I can't believe how much I've let you down as a friend. Shotgunning beers? Yeah. You only invited me up to UD, uh, to Wright State a couple times. You puked. I never puked. Your wife yeah, puked. That was the wife. I don't know. I was. I was. Drunk. We were watching. We were watching something weird Somebody on TV. Weird. Anyway, um, I drank that whole six pack. Any last words on the Cotton Bowl, then Ed? Before we head down to Dallas, just enjoy it. Just when you sit down to watch this game at three thirty on Friday, just enjoy it. Don't get all mad. Don't get all upset if they score in the first drive. Just enjoy it. Just, just don't don't be a Cincinnati fan the way that you were with yeah, the Bengals. Don't be like I was on Sunday. All right, just enjoy it. 
If it comes down to a last-minute field goal again like it did against Georgia, just enjoy it. It sounds like Cincinnati's got their kicker back. Cole Smith sounds like he's back. He's been back at practice. He had been out for a while. He had not been been actively participating in practice. Now he's doing that. So, so we'll see. Chad, you can't tweet during the show. <laughs> so I'm trying to publish a podcast, Ed. Like you realize, I'm the I'm the busiest man in Cincinnati sports media right now. I know. I know. Yet you here are. he is with us. Why? Because he loves us. I do. Meanwhile, but I got Moses a podcast to produce. I got a radio show to to get ready for tomorrow. Um, so, so is Mo down um, there already? Yeah. So he's just, if not, if not, he gets down there tomorrow. But Jim said he Jim said he was leaving today, so I'd imagine yeah, they'd I be would've... on flights together. No, so Jim just... said he was taking a commercial flight. So because he was worried about the flight being canceled. Is, air. is Mo taking a PJ? Uh, I think there was a secondary flight for uh, staff that went down that mm. goes down tomorrow. Nice. So you're saying he's probably chilling in the hospitality room right now, playing Space Invaders, eating brisket, dude. That um, I've already called a meeting with upper management at BCJ Media um, <laughs> to discuss the decision not to go to Dallas a couple days early because <laughs> holy shit, that looks amazing, amazing. And that was when we realized. We fucked up. We fucked up. We <laughs> fucked up. We should have been there two days, like two, like like at least a, yesterday, a week ago. Yeah, I think you couldn't get in until yesterday, but still, yeah, Cherry World. So, in any case, I think this is going to be the part of the show that Chad loves and hates at the same time. He loves it because he doesn't have to talk Bearcats exclusively. He hates it because he hates superlatives. But this is a little bit different than Brent's superlatives. I promise you that. This is P2P superlatives. We're going to do things a little bit different. All right. So what I want to start with is the one thing that we probably want to talk about and then move on. Okay. Best moment of 2021 for the Cincinnati Reds. Okay. So I'll start. Um, I thought about this when you sent the, the message today, and he I keep sending it to me. Like uh, this is okay. Okay, sorry. And put uh, it in the wrong. He put it in the wrong. He's he's got an iPhone now, so he put it in the wrong group. You chat. sent the message, not he's me. Still learning. You asked what we wanted to talk about. It was oh, it was on the Twitter. It was on the Twitter. You asked on the Twitter one. Yeah. So I go back and forth. I got the the Cassiano's flex. Okay. And the home run streak. Yeah, that has to be it. The home run streak that Joey Votto went on. Those were the two things that I had considered as well. But I think it has to be the Castellanos flex. Because I don't think the rest of the season goes quite the same without that flex. I think that set the tone for a large majority of the season where the Reds, and, and Chad will say this until he's blue in the face, the Reds exceeded all expectations. And then... Yeah. Upper management failed them. Yeah. Pitching. Upper management failed them long before they exceeded all expectations. They they did this to despite upper management. What yeah, they did the one, this season, the whole season, they did despite upper management. The one made good some thing decent upper moves. What's that? The one good thing upper management did this year in 2021 was not re-sign Bauer. 
Well, in retrospect, sure. That, yeah. That doesn't well, that doesn't necessarily happen if he's not in California either. That's okay, that's fair. <laughs> anyway. Um, no, it happened in Cincinnati, I thought. So no, I thought some of it happened in Cincinnati as well. That was well, I, I don't know. The girl was from San Diego, so it was out on the West Coast where everything was happening. So she wasn't in any of his vlogs last year, so in any case. Um no, I, I think that that set the tone. So I, I think to your point, that's correct. I think the Joey Votto stuff was fun, but I think that some of that is a little suspect in some of the things that we learned after the fact where we found out that the balls were changed oh, mid season. So who knows as far as that goes. Um, so I would agree with you, Chad, anything else to add on, on the best part of the Cincinnati season? No, not really. I mean, I, I, I think, um, The no hitter by Wade Miley is is a, probably a runner up moment. That was fun. Yeah, that's up there. Um, there were a couple Stevenson moments. You know, a couple of huge hits from from Stevenson yeah. that were that were instrumental. Um, I think like it's not there wasn't one specific moment. I don't think, but the arrival of Jonathan India. As a guy okay. we're going to be talking about for a long time here was 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 really cool. Can you imagine how what his stats would have been if he wasn't injured for like right. the vast majority of the second half of the season? Right. So, um, I mean, the Castellanos one has to be it, but there wasn't really anything else like you know, like Amir Garrett trying to fight the entire Pittsburgh Pirates <laughs> or oh, Yasiel Puig. Yasiel Puig squared up with like. All of them pirates ready to come at him. It looked like a like a like a 1917 like World War One with Tucker Barnhart dangling on his ankle, <laughs> right? Like there wasn't anything like that. Um, the I don't know. How about Joey Votto's like uh, when he got the the seventh? Was it seven? The seventh home run in seventh seven game, seven straight games or whatever. Yeah. Him standing there at the plate, kind of watching that one fly was was pretty dope because I like we is is he really gonna be at that level for another year? I hope I so. I hope so, Ed. I'm right there with you we on We all that. do. But like, you know. So I know Aaron doesn't hasn't watched it and I don't know if you've watched it, Chad or not, but Ted Lasso on Apple TV. I haven't had a chance, man. Like So it, there's a point where there's this gentleman named um I want Roy, to. There's this guy named Roy Kent, which is what everybody can like when when he was talking about, I want to be Jamie Tart. People were saying that Joey Votto was Roy Kent. And in the show, when Roy Kent basically comes off the field for his last game, like in my head, I'm going, this is how I'm going to feel when Joey Votto comes off the field for his last game. Like, I'm as long as you're be- not like an idiot, you're going to be really sad when Joey Votto plays his last baseball game. Yeah, Cause that sure. dude has, he has been not only so good on the field, but his second act is like a personality in this town. Oh yeah. That in his first act never seemed possible. Like we did, did you ever think Joey Votto was going to be like the the media darling that he has become? It continues to candid. evolve every yeah. year too. Yeah. Because of how candid and frank and like just open he has been. When he did those games when he was out on on TV on radio or her radio where he was like he was calling games. Like that was such a like that dude cool could moment. be the best broadcaster in, oh, how cool in the be. business. 
ever. If he really wanted to do that when his career's done. I don't know that he'll want to open himself up to that. He wants to be a bus driver. Yeah. He's a weird fucking dude, man. <laughs> I swear to God, if Joey Votto pulls up to my son's bus stop and the door opens up and it's right. like... Like, but, you know, he's Canadian. That's, like, they're fucking weird. <laughs> so, I will counter this now. Worst moment of Cincinnati Reds for your 2021 season. All the ones that we didn't just talk about. Finding out that Bob Castellini still owns the team. For me, well, and, and <laughs> kind of along that same line with both of you, for me it was the trading deadline. Oh, we didn't make any moves? When we made, I mean, the moves that we made were like uh, Michael Givens was better than advertised. Yeah. Bell, Biv DeVoe. Now you know. Um, oh, that was little would have been more. That was Michael Bivens. Sorry, that's on me. Hand up. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, they they made moves for relief pitchers, and they made moves for outside of Givens uh, pitchers that would be here outside of just one season, but uh, they didn't do enough. No, they didn't do enough. I, like I said, I kind of wish Doolittle, for as much hype as there was for Doolittle, I wish there, I wish he would have came out a little bit better. Um, you know what they did? They shot you know the did at the trade deadline. At the trade deadline, they took a dog that was like starving, and instead of giving it a plate of food, they gave it like one of those like medium-sized milk bone dog biscuits <laughs> that your dog eats in like one second, and then looks at you like. You gave me one fucking bite. I got one bite. That's where that we're at. I got one bite of food. I did that You're to my dog asshole. last week. Well, and that's where it concerns me with trying to bring in free agents or trying to re-sign a Nick Castellanos or I Aaron. Mean, Aaron. No, they're not re-signing Nick Castellanos. I know that. They are aligning payroll with revenue. I thought you were going to say with the Pirates. Well, that that <laughs> that's what they're doing. That that's what they are telling you they are doing. They're just saying it in code. It's so gross, man. Yeah. Especially when this is a team that is as proud as any city of their baseball for no reason yeah. outside yeah. of the history. That's why. And they're shitting it all away to where people are stopping to care. It's gross, man. It's like so they're unlocked, they're locked out right now, and I, I could I could care less. Lockout. As Day Lost Soul once said with Shaka Khan, it ain't all good. And that's the truth. All right. It ain't so, all good. So moving on, since I I don't want to talk about any more reds because <laughs> it makes me so mad. It ain't all good. I, I think I win the, the worst the moment. Truth. Things ain't going like the thing they should. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of another worse moment than than the trade deadline. Yeah. I mean, how about like shitting completely down your leg the last two weeks of the season? But th again, like to your point earlier about Jonathan India, there wasn't like a moment. <laughs> right. <laughs> there wasn't was a moment. Two, it was, it that was, was a culmination. Of... <laughs> God, it was it was a culmination of everything. That was two weeks of they are who we thought they were. Well, it didn't, it didn't help that Winker was out. I mean, that was a huge hit. I mean, that's putting a Band-Aid on a gunshot wound. 
he was. I point. mean, he was one of the two all stars. Okay. Still just, a band aid on a gunshot wound. The way that team played for the final three weeks of the season. Just saying. Um, moving on. Best moment of 2021 for the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Burrow taking his first snap of the season. That's fair. Uh, yeah, I, I like that one, but I also I also like uh, sweeping Drafting the Steelers. Drafting Jamar Chase. Sorry, Ed. I'm it's just being conscious here. For me, I think it might be... Which came first? The... Chicken I can't or the remember <laughs> the the big win at at Baltimore or the big win at Pittsburgh. Baltimore was first. Yeah. So I think that was the statement game. Like we're here. There. Yeah. I just love that Fair. we went into the first. We went into Pittsburgh and beat them as well as we did, and then they came here where you know normally when that happens it's a reverse. And we beat them as well as we did. I then against the Ravens as well. I, I'm, yeah, I'm going with the Steeler sweep. Just the way that they established themselves against this division, outside of the one game against Cleveland, which they have every opportunity to avenge. Well, in, in two weeks, so it should be interesting. But I think all but of they aren't things... beating Kansas City, right? I don't know. They're not beating Kansas City. I, I mean, with the new with the new change in cro, pro, COVID protocols that they just agreed to today, Travis Kelsey has to play, right? So, and I don't think I don't feel good about it, but I don't think Travis comes back to Ohio and sh- shits the bed in front of his family and friends. Well, we've we've also seen this Bengals offense come all the way alive. We're coming off a week where Joe Burrow set the franchise record for yeah, yards. Sure. And we've seen at not since the Melvin Ingram trade, as I brought up before you joined the show, Chad, but not since the Melvin Ingram trade have the chiefs shit the bed on defense. They, they've been very, very good on defense since Melvin right. Ingram was traded for, for, for the chiefs defense. And I, I just, we've seen before that trade, the chiefs defense not be fantastic right i know that one player can make a huge difference especially when it's at the core that linebacking core and is the more or less the quarterback of your defense i just don't know that i i I think this is going to be a close game i think it's going to be a shootout um i think that if you're expecting to see less than 60 points you're crazy um and i i think that it's going to be it's going to come down to the wire I think the difference is the fact that Cincinnati has a better leg in their oh. their kicker. Are you saying they have a leg up up Ooh. on the competition? Um, I'm going to say they win. <laughs> I'm going to say they win by, uh, and I, I say this because I can't I can't give the Kansas City Chiefs this one because my brother in law is from Kansas city and he's a huge chiefs fan and he has half my nieces and nephews dressing in Kansas city gear. Even though my sister is a huge Bengals fan, she's just, I think quit caring because she keeps popping out kids left and right. Jesus. And I, they got four. It's, uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to say they win. And I, I think they, it's less than three Bengals win. 
I'll, I'll, I'll take it. They're playing for the division. Um, worst moment. I just, here's here's my concern. Jets. No, this is a team that what has happened after they beat the snot out of the Ravens, after they beat the snot out of the Steelers, after they beat the snot out of the Ravens again. Oh, they shit the bed. They have folded. Yeah. Have they learned from that? This is like that's what this is about. Correct. Have they learned from? Have they learned how to handle success? Because they've handled defeat fairly well. Have they learned how to handle success? To this point, the answer is an astounding no. I get so, it. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, worst moment, though, for the Bengals of the 20. 20- Actually, I'll go back to best moment. <laughs> One thing that I want to mention, just as an aside, um, kind of an honorable mention, is Elizabeth Blackburn and everything that she has done. Oh, that's fair, too. Everything that she has done in getting involved with the fans, getting involved with the Ring of Honor, the getting jerseys. involved with the the, yeah. jer- the new jerseys and the new stripes and all of that, this ruler of the jungle thing that they have going on, I think it's been wonderful for the PR department of the Cincinnati Bengals. And I think the fans actually feel like they're listening as opposed to the people who are playing on the other side of Maring Way. So I don't know. I mean, it's uh, it's it's interesting. I, I heard an interview with Dan Horde, with her and Dan Horde, that was phenomenal and gave like a real kind of insight into her and who she is. Like She's a, she, went, she went away to college. She went away to Cornell where uh where her grandpa went to school and kind of tried to like blaze her own path where nobody knew who she was yeah to see if she wanted to come back to cincinnati because i think like she made it pretty clear that like she wasn't sure if this is like what she wanted to do getting in the family business was like you know the right the right path the right direction and then like as she did it she started to realize like, yeah, there was, you know, there's a place for me in Cincinnati to like, take this thing to a different level. And she has and she absolutely has absolutely. Like think about being like a super fan, right? Yeah. We've had them on the show. Right. And, and think about how many teams run away from that, that, yeah. that really don't want to have anything to do with it's a city. Kansas City, like Detroit, they have a couple of those guys. Like, it, like it's Dude, all over. Like, like the Jets, the Jets fired Fireman Ed. They told him, "Look, bro, you got to get lost." That's right, crazy. like, so to embrace that, like that has been really cool to see. You know, the Ring of Honor obviously is something that the people of the city have wanted for a long, long time. Years, long overdue, and they finally got like, she gets it. Like well, somebody at the Bengals finally gets it. That's pretty cool. One of the thing, one of the things they've knocked the the stadium even as people have visited the stadium when it was first built, they they heralded it as an architectural beauty, and it's boring it's become, as shit. Correct. I mean, it was just all concrete everywhere, and that's one of the things that they've started to put things up and and have things going on and all of that so they they understand and they're actually hearing the complaints and they're addressing it for the first time in decades yeah they're listening which is nice guys what i just got a new follow on twitter okay dave simone 
It's not all it's cracked up to be. <laughs> I'll say, have I made it? <laughs> Does this mean I've so, made it? Hi, Dave. All right. So the uh, the best moment of the, and this is going to be a good one, of the, should we, should we go UC hoops or UC football first, Chad? Um, hoops. hoops first, yeah. Hoops first. All right. Best moment of 2021. And this goes all the way back to January of 2021. Best moment of UC Hoops. Three words. I'm fired up. Yeah, there you go. Hiring Wes Miller. I think that we were all on the same page. When he came out in that press conference and he started thanking people, and then all of a sudden he just stopped and said, I'm fired up. I was I got that chills thing going on. Like I got that, you know, I mean, like, wait, what did he just say? He just said he's fired up. Okay, I like that. Yeah, I've I've talked to Aaron about some of like my experiences with Wes. Like, that's a genuine dude, man. Like, that's a guy that. that Aaron, would you like? From what I've told you, would you like? That's a guy that that is to his core. This is this is the correlation with him and Luke Fickle. To his core. He is absolutely about all of the things that he says he's about. So, well, like, I'll go remember, even further than that. I think he's all about this university. Like, yeah. he, he's already bleeding red and black. Like, so, so remember, at, at, there was a point this year where <laughs> like everybody went back to Luke Fickle's opening press conference, uh-huh. yeah. December tenth, two thousand sixteen, and they started talking about how prophetic he was. In what he said at that press conference, because what he said was what he believed, right? He wasn't up there spewing bullshit, which is what happens at these press conferences. These coaches get up there and they just say whatever they think they need to say. What are you laughing at, Ed? Because I'm just imagining Brian Kelly again. Right. And if he came in like My a Brian family. Kelly, I love Skyline Chili. Right. Never had it, but I love it. Right. And Luke Fickle was it was about the things he said he was going to be about. And I think Wes Miller is in the exact same boat. And uh I, this is going to be a fun ride. It, it's going to be a little bit of a bumpy ride. But guess what? There was a lot of the first even even that year, the second year where they won 11 games. And there was a lot of bumps in that road. A lot of stuff they still had to learn and overcome and a lot of people like, okay, they won a lot of games, but like, there's still some things on, that we need to see to make sure that this has staying power. Those are going to happen. As it took, it took Mick a couple of years too, though. Like, oh, it did well, well but well, he got when we got Mick dealt with was entirely different. I understand, and I'm I'm not necessarily trying to draw parallels there, but just in the sense that the fact that it it did take Mick a couple seasons to get established, and once he was established, watch out. You, right. I mean, you were always going to get Cincinnati's best look, and any given night, Cincinnati could stand with anyone. Right. So I think. So yeah, like Wes is Wes is the real deal. Yeah, this we, is going to be a fun ride in basketball. Deflections. So the worst moment. I can, can 20... I, real quick. Can I can I follow up with a second best? Sure. Go ahead. Second best actually has nothing to do with the Bearcats' actual season. Um, this whole movement not i don't say movement these opportunities that we're seeing some of these bearcats get right now with the, the covid 
you know, some of these players being out with COVID and whatnot in the NBA and seeing, you know, Trey Scott get his chance and uh, Jaron Jaron get his chance. Lance is back. I mean, just watching more. I don't know if you guys caught Dave uh, tweeted it. That pass that Jaron made last night. Nasty. That was a nasty bounce pass. Beautiful. And they talked about him the whole time. And he only came in for what, five minutes or something. But they talked about him the minute he came in. Cincinnati. He played great at Cincinnati. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I love that these guys are getting their chance. So I think it's my second favorite part of the uh, UC basketball season. I haven't had a Do chance I look like yet. A tomato in this setup. No, you're good. No. Okay. I haven't had a chance yet to see the. Uh, there was a video that was tweeted out while we've been recording in one of these two podcasts that I've been doing tonight. Um, but Kevin Love apparently had some great words to say about Trey Scott, so That's I'm good. looking looking forward to listening to that video and seeing what Trey's Kevin... the ultimate teammate. Like if you know anything about Trey, and and Mick said this like many times, like if Trey wanted to be a politician, he could pick a city and go win election for office. Like people are just automatically drawn to Trey. So I'm so happy for that dude. Same. I could I could probably get him for this podcast if you guys want. One oh, day. that would be amazing. Yes. I mean he's he's a little busy right now, but whenever yeah, well, obviously. Here's we'll, the here's we'll the make the right we'll make the time. Um so worst moment of 2021 for UC Hoops. Kind of curious um, to see where you guys go. With I mean the the end of the no comment the previous regime. Well, when he no walked comment. off the court. And did not shake hands, and walked off the court while his team was crying, crying. See, that was—I will say—that one was overblown. I think that was just a a miscalculation of like what was left on the clock and walking off the court. I, I don't think that was as bad as it was made out to be, but the optics of it were really bad, for sure. Um. For me, it was just kind of like the way everything just went down with the end of everything. It was just a bad look for the university. It was a bad look for the previous regime in general. It was a bad look for the 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 basketball program. Just a, no one no one came out unscathed, aside from maybe maybe Cunningham. I don't I don't know. That's still TBD. Gary Clark with 12 and four in 29 minutes tonight against Trayvon. Trayvon, I was just reading that. Apparently, Trayvon did get to come into the game, but hopefully, well, then here's the right here. Uh, I can't, Niz Divin. I guarantee they dapped it up. Trust me, those two are as tight. Like, Gary is Trey's big brother. Oh, those two played great together here. It was great, but yeah, I don't know that you could really hang anything else up on a bad moment. Those two Houston games are bad, bro. Yeah. Oh. Well, we've already beat them once this year, so that's good. No, <laughs> we have not. Let's change the rules after the fact. That's fine. The rules were going to be changed. Be the changed. rules were changed before the game was supposed to happen. What is this, Ohio Relax. State? Relax. Come on, man. Get out Relax. of here. All um, right. So we're moving on. Best moment in, and I, I think that me and Chad are going to go at odds in this one, but best moment. I don't of, think I'm as far off as you think I am from we'll your see. stance. I will go last. No, you we'll go see. first. I've been, I've been on this hill. I, I died on this hill. I have died on this hill several times. 
best moment of UC football this season for me. Well, see now I'm now I'm I'm, I'm the superlative is a little different I think than right? where we where we've talked about the the biggest game is not the best moment, right? Biggest game is still Notre Dame. Best moment I think we'll actually agree upon, and that's as the confetti poured down while we were all on the field enjoying yeah. the end of an undefeated season, as the crowd was the loudest that I believe you have ever heard it. It was that place for, for three hours was an absolute madhouse. Like louder was, than UCF nip at night. Yeah. Sauce gardeners coming yeah. out party yeah. louder than SMU earlier this season. Although I will say that sauce gardener moment when he got that pick six was probably the loudest I've ever heard that place because the that crowd was, was go ahead. the crowd was not, that um engulfed in the festivities ravenous yeah the the yeah. crowd against houston was ravenous and they wanted the entire nation to hear them yeah. for those three hours yep all right i'm going a different direction go ahead and i've been thinking about this a lot since chad's last podcast with dan wetzel uh that goal line stand that defensive that was, stand, yeah. Like I, he he was absolutely yeah. right in your podcast. Like we did, we kept worrying about style points, and we did not take in how big of a play that was. Like how big of a drive. Like that was eight plays, eight eight, eight plays. Eight yeah. That was. I think it was really weird, right? The day after you did that podcast, somebody tweeted that video again, and I watched it a few times, and I was like how did we just let this moment get past us? Like like he said, how did we just let this moment? How do we not enjoy this moment more? That'll go down as a forgotten moment of this entire season. For I sure. Think. Cause I knew you guys were going to say the whole, you know, when the confetti dropped and everything like that. So, well, but I, as soon as I saw your, that, that in your questions, I went back to that podcast and I went back to that moment and I was like, no, that's, that's mine. Of course, you know, I'm a little biased than, you know, somebody not in the media because as you're standing there, engulfed in all of it oh yeah and and getting to be a part of as much as i was involved this season with you know some of the connections that i've made with staff and and players and just different things getting to work with chad you know through from camp higher ground through the end like i was so invested emotionally and just everything else it was cool it was, it was cool. Like for me, like a, a big part of it was seeing how cool it was for Aaron. That's fair. Because like we joke around about the father son thing, but like I've taken Aaron under my wing a little bit and like he wanted to get into this. I'm sure he asked a lot of people besides me. <laughs> I'm kidding. But like, I was like, all right, let's go. Let, let's see how ready you are. And at every turn, he's been like, what do you need? I'm in. You want me to do that? Good. You want me to do that? Got it. You want me to do this? Got it. And he, like, in part, I'm sure, selfishly, was like, the more I say yes to, the more cheese I get, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> If you give a mouse a cookie. Right. Like, like, okay, well, here's a little more cheese. Creep Come book. on. Here's a little more cheese. Come on. And, you know, like, he got to experience some shit that 
if he wouldn't have taken the leap and said, you know, hey, I'm ready to do this. And Ed, I tried to talk him out of it. I'm like, no, you're not ready. To, like, you do not want to do this. This is not the world that somebody in his mid-30s wants to get into. Because, <laughs> like, I've been doing this since I was, you know, 17 years old. It took a long time for this to click. And I warned him, and he was like, ah, well, I'm stupid enough that <laughs> this is what I want to do. That's accurate. I'm going that that to put everything I have into it. So getting him, like, getting to see him experience a lot of this shit has been really cool. It is pretty Because cool. that's like, you know, man, like, that's what we get into this for. Is to, to, like, down the road be able to talk about, I was there. Mm-hmm. For sure. Have that in your back pocket. Like, you know, when people went like 10 years from now, when this team is talked about, Aaron's going to be able to say, I was there. No, I was, I was at Camp Higher Ground to watch that team. You know, I was, I was at the, a couple of bowl practice. I was, I was at this. I was at that. Like, I got to experience this. I got to see that. I was I standing on the field, standing under the field goal post as the clock hit zero and confetti right. starts spraying. The crowd starts rushing the field and all that crazy right. shit that happened. There's, yeah. you know, there's tens of thousands of people that would kill to have the experiences that that Aaron has from this year. And for me, I've always like to my told myself, like, I'm not going to let myself get complacent and take that shit for granted. Right, because right. that's that's why sports people that cover sports get jaded and like, you know, it becomes just something they do. Like they, they don't let themselves enjoy. I've talked about this before. In those big games in Nippert, I force myself, like pregame, as the fireworks are going off and the crowd's going crazy and the team's running out of the huddle, and you know, you're leading up into those moments of anticipation at kickoff. I force myself to like just stop, just stop, and look around, man. Because when you were a kid, if I would have told you that this is what you're going to be doing in your forties, kid me would have been like, "Fucking a right, let's Same. go, Same. let's go." And now it's like that's my life. Now I get to do it. So, so to not appreciate it, to like take it for granted, and and like not share it with somebody like Aaron who has been. Like everything you could ask for in a guy that like just showed up, fucking called my phone one night or like hit me up one night, like drunker than shit. After a pod. After a pod. Like, hey man, I want to be your right hand man. He and says it, you know, me- He says, I'm gonna call Chad. I was like, hey, no, don't do it. <laughs> I'm not the mean person everybody thinks I am. No, no, I was just he had had a few beers. Like ten. Yeah. You realize that I'd met him like four times at that point, and that was probably the he low knew. point in the number of beers that he had had. That was the most sober I had ever encountered Aaron when he called me that night. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's probably fair. <laughs> but his first year season buddy. tickets, I it was worked out. And it, and it means a lot to see you get to experience some of this shit uh, as a result of working hard. And putting yourself in this position. That part is cool for me. I love it. Congratulations. You broke the millennial uh, stigma. 
He's not a millennial. Technically, it's gross. Really? Yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're it depends gross. on what chart you look at. We're kind of in there. Ugh. We're I don't know. We're in that weird in between. Yeah, they weird. don't they don't know where to put us. We're the annuals. Just an asshole. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so worst moment of 2021 UC football. Uh, my worst moment of UC football 2021 was Aaron chasing off cause to another school by yelling fire. <laughs> I think I think cause was like, I can't put up with this kid. I'm going to a different school. This is it. This kid is gonna he's gonna come to these practices, he's gonna yell fire, and I can't I can't handle this. It's so true. So for anyone listening and doesn't get the story, then maybe this is the first time you've listened to us. We were at Camp Higher Ground and it was an evening practice, and the mosquitoes were at higher ground horrendous. And so on the scissor lifts where they're doing the video footage, there there were tiki torches I didn't I that I was not aware of. And they I, were they were well positioned tiki torches, right? Like that looked like equipment was on fire. Yeah, that's what sure. I'm saying. Like they yeah. were they were well positioned, like they were well positioned not only for the people that were on the scissor lift to keep the mosquitoes away, but also well positioned to where if you didn't know what was going on, you thought there was a pretty good chance that that place was on that 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 tiki torch was on fire. Well, and correct me if or I'm that wrong, that was that was the first was evening fire. practice at higher ground. No, it was the first you were it was the first one you were at. Okay. So did had you already seen them? Uh, the night that we were there was the first night was a little cooler. So there wasn't the, the like dire need for, uh, mosquito protection. Well, all I know is I did say something to you first before I ran over to cause and, and said, there's a fire up there. But in my head, I'm just thinking we don't need a Brian Kelly incident here (laughs) where people are on fire up at the top of the scissor lift. Please, dear Jesus, don't let this happen. And so I run over and I'm like, cause fire, cause fire. And he's like, yeah, I know. Yeah. There's, there's, yeah. Episode 20 of this year. Huh. Anyway. I looked it up. So, uh, for me, uh, saying goodbye to Marcus Freeman. Pretty easy. Like, you know, you, you work in this, in this industry, you build relationships, um, you have your go-to guys and Marcus Freeman was as good to me as anybody that I've worked with in the, you know, 25 or so years that I've been in this business. So I hated to see Marcus go because I knew that was like somebody that I trusted, somebody that trusted me, like, you know, seeing those people bounce uh, is difficult, but it, Turned out pretty good for Marcus. Yes, it did. <laughs> <laughs> to think of where Marcus was a year ago today to where Marcus is a year ago now. Is there anybody in the fucking America that had a better year than Marcus Freeman? No. No. <laughs> From the 35-year-old defensive coordinator at Upstart Cincinnati to the head coach at Notre Dame, Jerry Faust is like, shit, that's impressive, man. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm going a little different direction than everybody else. Um, my the the worst part of 2021 football season for me is going to be 
or I'm sorry, 11:59 on December 31st when this year comes to a close because that is going to be the end of the best year of UC football of my life. And it's for all of the reasons that I've been involved and just submerged in the culture and and all of it. So anyone What if I would have told you at this point a year ago, Aaron, that that you're gonna like Luke Fickle is gonna know who you are. I still don't know that he knows who I am. No, he does. I can't like I guarantee it. Wes Miller is gonna know who you are. And you're gonna get to experience everything you've experienced in in 2021. The the only regret that I would tell you today that I mean uh, it'd be the same response either way, whether I knew it now or, or back then, it's just gonna be I wish dad was here to yeah. to share it with. And I like I like there's nothing I treasure more than the fact that tomorrow night I'm gonna hop in the car with my dad and Kelsey and we're gonna drive to Dallas. Like yep. Yep. that's you know he's probably gonna sleep most of the way and Kelsey's gonna sleep <laughs> most of the way. And I'm gonna be doing fucking Twitter spaces with, with a bunch of you assholes <laughs> to pass the time. It's but it's like cool. it's, it's cool, cool to, man. It's cool to see my mom kind of embracing this though, uh-huh. to where like she went to her first, her first, very first UC football game was the championship, and with a walking boot on because she had right. ankle ankle issues. She hopped up into the stands and and did the damn thing, and wanted to go to Dallas and wants to spend that time with me doing what I'm doing, and it's been very entirely, way too much, fully supportive of me doing this thing. So, it's uh, it's still there's still pieces of all of this. So we're good. That's a good, like we all have that man. Like mm-hmm. that's what sports is. That's 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 how we develop our fandom. Like you know, my dad and my uncle were the two biggest reasons that I became a UC fan. And like getting to share this with them, and like you know, it, like Aaron, spiritually, you're sharing this with your dad, and getting to write that article and and how that was received by all of Bearcat journal and all of that. Because that super cool. it was received that way because we all have it, man. Well, we all like, like my mom, when uh, go, going back to that stupid ass public access TV show that I used to do every <laughs> Monday night, my mom, when she was sick, would lay in her bed and fucking watch that TV show. And like, you know, I would I would call her when I would get done, and she would be like, "Oh, the show was so good tonight. I'm so proud of you. You're you're making your dreams happen." And uh, you know, I'm like, externally, thank you. Internally, I'm like, I'm doing an hour for free on public access TV. Nobody's <laughs> paying for me for this shit. Like, well, and that was like the crazy thing about writing that article, where I told you, you know, just peek behind the curtain, like. I didn't mean I didn't set out to write an article about me and my dad. I set out to That's write the an best artic- stuff, man. <laughs> I set out to write an article about you you asked me to write an article about what it's been like to experience this as a fan with credentials. And so I wrote that article and that's what it ended up being. So it was it was just super wild the way that that all just kind of happened organically. Shout out to Kaz for giving you credentials. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't have credentials if it wasn't for Kaz. I mean, here we are. Thank you, Cause. Thanks. I mean, I'd, I'd hug Cause if he was still here. He knows that. He wouldn't want you to hug him. He would not want me to hug him, especially if you knew his personality. No shot in hell he wanted me to hug him. 
I wish I had a little bit of a lead. I'd have gotten caused to like do like 10 minutes of this podcast. Well, we had no oh, idea yeah. we were going to go here. That's I know. <laughs> that's just it. Welcome. Cos would do it too. Cos, if I sent him a text, it was like, "Hey, we're going to send you a link, and we're going to need you on this podcast for ten minutes." He would do it. That sounds about right. I love that man. Huh? Maybe, maybe we should get him on at some point to just talk about me and the fire story. <laughs> oh, absolutely, we should. Absolutely, <laughs> to, to hear the other side, especially yeah. when things are maybe a little a little dead after football's gone. <laughs> right. So here's another. We're cool going to need some filler. Cos would do it. Like Cos. Kaz still loves UC. I thought I've still talked to Kaz quite a bit. And uh I think there's a little bit of him that like it's like fuck, I moved too early. Right. Like hates it that like this situation came up and he had to jump off the the the, the rocket. Is it was he still get a ring? literally headed for the moon. Would he still get a ring if there was a ring? I bet Fickle would give him a ring. I bet Fickle I would, would think do it so. too. He was here like, for part of it. He was here for five years, four like yeah. well, I mean, four I mean, point seven five years. Even just part of part of this season, yeah. it wasn't like he was gone before the season started. No, he worked the opening game. I right. I literally one of my last interactions face to no, my last interaction with Cos face to face was fourth quarter of the Miami game. I just got the call that Kelly was on the way to the emergency room having a heart attack. And I found Kaz and I said, I can't do post game, brother. Kelly's having a heart attack. I got to go. And I gave him a hug because I knew that was his last game. At that point, he had already taken the Missouri job. I gave him a hug. I thanked him for everything that he had done for Bearcat Journal and for me over the years. And I took off sprinting to my car to get to the emergency room. Like, that's my last interaction with cops. We got deep on this thing tonight. Holy we, shit. Well, Didn't mean to do that. And there's there's still a couple things I want to ask yet. Well, real quick, uh, another cool moment that just happened here on the on the Twitterverse. Um, Trey Scott retweeted that interview with uh, Kevin, Kevin Love. Love. Mm-hmm. Nick Van Exel replied to him, promise you, you will be around a long time, even when you're not, even when you are done playing. Bright future on and off the court. Yeah, that's Trey Scott. <laughs> like that's yeah. Trey Scott, man. Just the the interaction between the old players and the, it's awesome. All right, so best twenty twenty one moment for the Pardon the Punctuation podcast. Ed, what you got? I didn't think about that one hard as I thought about the other ones. Um, there are a lot still of doing it. Still doing it. Still doing it. I mean, we made it through the pandemic when there <laughs> were no pandemic. sports. Um, man. All right, you go first. Uh, for me, it was the the hundredth episode, and all the work that That's I put hard. into the hundredth episode, and getting all the guests and lining that all up. And I know there were some people that we missed that were guests previously like the kid who face planted into the tarp um that was that was one that we missed um uh there there were a handful of others uh that would that we weren't able to to quite line up um but getting as many guests as we had for the 100th episode and and lining that all up to where people were coming in and going out and yeah, all that of that was crazy. like it was 
absolutely wild and something that I don't want to do and again anytime soon. And I'm glad that it's not until 200 and we have only 52 weeks in a year before we get to 200. So I have, I have like two years to prepare for 200. We're at 150. Um, and we already have at least one guest because Mo said he'd be back. He did so, say that. As long um, as he's not in Tulsa. That's that's probably my best moment for our podcast. Um, and, and second, close second, is the fact that we, we graduated. We aren't we aren't just peewee anymore. We're we're now here with the uh, the BCJ network and, and getting a lot more eyes and ears on what it is that we do. Yes, that 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 is up there. Um, man, I I don't. We just had so many cool guests this year, though. Like we did the the um, super fans. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Stokes was fun. Finally Money. getting yeah, yeah. Finally getting Tony Pike on was fun, even though I didn't get to do the introduction I wanted to do. <laughs> um, I didn't get to ask him about the glass barn in Reading. Um, but yeah, I I think joining Chad the BCJ family I think is uh, is up there. It's I think it's it might be number one for me. It was. The whole thing's been surreal to to go from something. I mean, you you tweeted out just the other day. I think I've been wrong about my uh, my time span, even when I wrote about it. We're not coming up on four years. We're coming up on five years, right? Who us? Yeah, March. Yeah, March will be five years for pardon punctuation, which is you, you tell us five years ago that we're here. I'm credentialed going to the fucking Cotton Bowl, and well, you, we, we're we, here we, with BCJ doing this. Like that's crazy. I mean, this is this is something we could talk about in the first episode, but like, or the the one hundredth episode. But like, we when we got those credentials. Well, first of all, when Melvin Levitt called in randomly was crazy. But when we got those, <laughs> when we got those credentials for the TBT tournament. Yeah, and we're like, this is cool. And now you're you're out there on the field, and and you know we've had people on that I didn't think we'd ever have on, like ever, ever. That's been crazy. It's just been crazy. It's been a good ride. By, by the way, how about going from like our first episode, like a really high, like this is going to be great, to our second episode, like we started out somber because because Gary Clark was leaving us. Well, we <laughs> we lost to Nevada, and we lost to Nevada by twenty two. We had a we had a funeral episode, uh, and, uh, and just just the format of those episodes was terrible. Please don't go back and listen ever. Um, worst moment. <laughs> Of the of, podcast of the podcast in 2021. Unless you had anything to add for for the best moment for you, Chad, because it's a little different with you being a regular guest as opposed to doing this. Seeing you guys like get get a bigger platform, like I, I've told you guys this, and I, and I hope you believe me. The reason you're here is because I love this podcast, right? Like. I didn't have to take a chance on you. Well, that was like, the craziest like, thing about the first conversation you and I ever had was that you had heard our podcast before. Before yeah, we were you think even I, like, associated. Aaron, now that you know me, do you think I don't consume at least some, like I, I'm not saying I listen to every minute of every podcast in the market. Fair enough. But do you think I don't like you do your homework? I make sure I know everything that's going on on my beat and make no mistake about it. If you're, you know, I, this is my beat. 
I get it. I like you know, I, I I've been doing this for sixteen years, man. I, I've put most of my like professional life into this. And I want other people that are really good at what they do to help blow this thing the fuck up. And watching you three guys interact with each other and your like the fact that you weren't scared to like go try to like make something happen. Like, you know, Ryan Castellanos. Like that was fun too. Super fun. Like, uh, j- you know, Jamie Ramsey and like, uh, you know, just like, we're going to try like uh, Sean Casey, Ed making himself vomit to get Sean Casey on the podcast. <laughs> That's, but, that was a real low point in the, uh, in the, no, pandemic. no, that no, was a high not. point. No, in the it's pandemic. <laughs> oh, but it's a high point because it showed like, we want to do, like, we're serious about doing this. Like, we'll do whatever it takes. Like, if, if that's what it takes to get the guest, God damn it, we'll do what it takes to get the guest. <laughs> and, like, to somebody that, like, you know, like, I'm not, like, a fucking talent agency, but, like, for somebody that's, like, I want to expand Bearcat Journal to make it more than, you know, what we are, to, like, give different voices. And here's the thing about Bearcat Journal that, that, that hopefully people understand. I came to the understanding when I took over and like full ownership in 2016, if, if I decided I wanted it to just be me, right. That's no different than the inquire that hires one person to cover UC or the athletic that hires one person to cover UC. Like what could make us different is having as many different unique voices throughout this fan base, people that have been vetted, people that I know could write, people that I know could, you know, uh, produce quality content, but to give those people a voice because sure, everybody wants to hear from Justin, right? Yeah. Everybody wants to, to, to like read what's in the inquire. If you still, you know, if you're 60 years old and you still have an inquire membership, I need doc to stop. But what makes us so different, from anybody else is that we have developed so many different voices, so many different outlets, so many different, like, you know, people love reading what Carrie Hoffman does. Same. Because it's different. People love the podcast. People love Boston's the previews, the, the, the bounce, you know, the, 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 the edits that we're getting from Taylor that like all of this stuff, make us different from everybody else the the nightcap the youtube channel right like nobody else is doing the shit that we're doing and adding ptp was a part of that and i'm fucking thrilled like i couldn't be more happy adding you guys and we're i don't know what 10 12 episodes in like to this partnership a couple months yeah 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 i like i i have no like there's no look back. It was the right choice. So, you know, that's where I'm at on that is that bringing you guys into the fold. I know it's like, it it means different things to you than it means to me. What it means to me is adding you guys made Bearcat journal better. And as like the coach, right. As the, as the manager, that's what you do. 
I, I'm not Bob Castellini. I'm trying to make my fucking team better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're not getting bobbleheads. If you can find somebody to make bobbleheads, I'll make fucking bobbleheads. But <laughs> oh, Ed's already got the link. He's ready for the. He, he's been ready for this question his entire life. He, <laughs> he was just waiting for somebody else to pay for it. <laughs> I, did, I did that. Find that link for life size bobbleheads for Nick uh, or for Ryan Castellanos. Um, all right, Ed. So worst worst twenty twenty one moment for PTP. Oh man. Um, have there been any bad ones? I mean, you've had your your issues with COVID. the with with the, the window COVID. Um, <laughs> yeah. the, the the Windows issues that you've had with, we with got that the sound fixed. hitting um, some some different things with yeah, sound. That's, that's not that's not. Uh, I mean, if that's the worst thing that happened to us all year. That's a great year. Yeah, but that's not isolated just this year. That's been going on for four. four yeah, no, I mean now. that's 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 part of the brand. We get it. <laughs> Same with your so atrocious bad. spelling and everything on Twitter. Um, um, I don't know that I, I I don't honestly know that I have a, a worse moment for the pod. But I it, it, if we're trying to be self depreciating, so that's a word. Yes. Okay. Um, I don't know. I mean. I guess the fact that we didn't hit everybody in that hundredth episode, um, and again, like if that's the worst thing that happened, we we had I think fourteen guests, fifteen guests, or something on that podcast. Right. Um, we haven't taken many days off this Not year. This year. So no days. Twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one's been way better to us than twenty twenty, where we had you know a couple of weeks where we couldn't even figure out what the fuck to talk about. Because of COVID. So I, I think that we had all the blessings this year. Yeah, for sure. I can't think of any bad ones this year. I mean, we can just talk about, you know, we just say this, this little errors. Well, there was, there was that episode. I freaked out a couple episodes ago when I couldn't get the audio to record and all yeah. that. That was, that'd probably be uh, my worst that's a, moment. That's kind of a behind the scenes thing. Yeah, but I was freaking out in the middle of the episode. Best guest for PTP. Chad doesn't count. I know. He's too um, I, don't count. I don't count. Okay, so I feel bad saying this, but I'm just going to go with you no, know, my fandom as a Bearcat, and I'm going Lenny Stokes. I got to build a friendship with Lenny because of all of that, and that was very cool. Um, but for me, it was it was Ryan Cassianos. Okay. And the friendship that I built with him on that, um, like we're, that was we're, a that was a whole cool like red season, just like interacting with him and coming on just randomly all, for us. And, and, anytime I would ask, yeah. Um, and we tried not to overdo it, just because yeah. of everything he was doing with the Twitch stuff and all that. Um, but how we, fun was that too? Like I didn't. I mean, we texted each other Merry Christmas, like. Just the other day, <laughs> inside so. sports, I didn't get to watch a Reds game very much this year unless they were on Fox because I still had Hulu and I was holding out hope that we would get Bally Sports. Didn't uh, so like him doing his little Twitch thing, I got to follow the games that way, and that was a, a fun way to follow the games, I think. It's different, yeah. I would normally have the games on while following in that way, but um, 
I didn't. Yeah, that was, I think that was probably my favorite guest. Um, Lenny being a close second, just with the friendships I was able to build with both of them um, in different ways. But Lenny's kind of on my shit list right now because anytime he's in town as of late, he doesn't, he doesn't text or call anymore. So I <laughs> He used to call me on my cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's all the superlatives I really have, unless you have any additional, Ed, that you wanted to add. No, I don't think so. It's been a hell of a year for us here at Pardon the Punctuation. It's been a hell of a year to be a fan of Cincinnati sports, even with the Reds that they, they, they build us up buttercup just to let us down. Um, but, but there was there was at least enough like it was entertaining they, into late summer, and then they got us fall. to the like all I like look as a fan of the Reds like the Reds are actually probably my biggest fandom like through my life. That's where my dad and I spent most of our nights together. The same, yeah, I get it. Sadly, it has gotten to the point where just get me to August. <laughs> like, and if you get me to September, holy shit, like, let's go. You get me to September, it's a fucking great season. As opposed and, to, you know, like, wake me up when September ends. Right. Well, a lot of times mm. this team, like, by, like, you know, like, Mother's Day. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know, I'm going to keep watching, but it's not going to be fun. I'm not going to enjoy it. It's, it's going to be painful. Uh, they got us into September, and into September got us to the greatest season in the history of Cincinnati football and the rise of Joe Burrow. That's fair. So, you know, like, they, they I guess they did their job this time. You weren't here earlier. Going back to that uh, that pick, though, knowing what you know now, they made the right move for – Jamar Chase over... Sure. I mean, look. Dave was was always big on this. And I, and, and Dave's right. You get the weapons. Right? It was, cover, it was coverage sacks. You get the weapons. Mm-hmm. Like, worry... Like, Austin Gale from Pro Football Focus, actually, we, we had a long talk with Austin at one point uh, on the radio about Cincinnati and the offensive line. And he said, you don't have to have a great offensive line if you have all the weapons. Because when you have all the weapons, then teams can't just brutalize your offensive line. They've been sufficient. And, that's and that's all now, and now, you know what you don't have to do the next two off seasons? Find the weapons. Correct. The Fair. weapons are here. So now you can finally like, and 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 I know a lot of people still think this is the wrong way to do it, to build it outside in, but that's how it's been done. And now you can go and say, look, all right, now we need to make sure we get a long-term right tackle and we get we get a, we get a couple guards and I can't wait to see what the Joe Burrow effect has for free agents coming in. Well, and, and here's the astonishing thing that we didn't know last year because all of the free agents got hurt, but they fixed the defense in large part. It's so, it's so good. It's not, 
Yeah, I mean, so consider- above it. it's so slightly above average, which which when you have Joe Burrow, so slightly above average is all you need. Com- considering what they spent on the defense. Oh, they and, were the worst defense in the NFL for like three years. And the pieces that they brought in, they, they went for all middle tier yeah, as opposed to upper echelon guys. Clear that whole middle tier out. Let's go. Right. But, but that's brought, kind of the thing. But you also brought in the character guys, not right. just. You brought guys that fit your culture, fit who yeah. you are. Um, But the, the defense was the unknown. Who? The defense was defense. the unknown. Yeah. Yeah. Because we didn't get to see any of them last year, really. And we didn't know how they, like, how it would all mesh. So the defense being, you don't need, it would be, it, it'll be nice that they develop into it, but you don't have to have a top five defense when you've got Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler right. Boyd, Joe Mixon, CJ Uzama. Like, a defense that keeps them under 25. Just get some, just get some stops. Mm-hmm. Not to get all the stops. Nope. Just get some stops. And if you get some stops, you're going to win a bunch of games in the NFL. Keep them between 20 and 25. Let's go. Yeah. All right. That was another episode of Pardon the Punctuation. Again, sorry that Jeff could not be here. but Miss you, was, Jeff. We, we do miss him. And I, I really wish that we could have had his answers on all of our challenges. We might have to revisit some of those uh, when he gets sure. back. Because I'm, I'm not sure he's going to just take that kindly. Uh, sitting sitting those relatives out. Uh, but for our regular returning guest, Chad Brendel, and for one of my very best friends of my entire life, Ed Mayhall, I am Aaron Smith. This was another episode of Pardon the Punctuation. This is our last one of 2021. After Dallas, we'll be back. Woo! And we'll see you after the Cotton Bowl. Ba-da-ba-ba!